0: Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's not an Alkaline Trio song, but it is an Alkaline Trio song, and it's called Wash Away by TSOL,
1: True Sounds of Liberty, and the Alkaline Trio, and Tony Hawk. And bam! Anyway, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland soundtrack. Welcome to As You Were. My name is Tim Crisp. I'm the host of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. And I've brought in our resident talking head, David Anthony. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like the talking heads very much, but uh, I'll be one if I have to. He just happens to be our resident TSOL expert. Uh Uh-huh. I know them as a band that Robbie from the Goo Goo Dolls has a shirt of. That Aside would from make that, sense, and I know that they were on Alternative Tentacles. David, you take it from there.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's go back in time. Um, TSOL is a weird band. I'm gonna look up this sound track. Uh in a lot of respects. And I do want to get into the soundtrack because this was the Tony Hawk game where he had modern punk bands cover old punk bands. And recently, my girlfriend Nina moved in. She brought in her GameCube, and I was playing Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Heard this song, which is why I picked it uh, when we. I decided to pick this cover. Um, but you could also make an Alkaline Trio shirt in the game. Like, Alkaline Trio's logo is preloaded in along with all the skateboard companies, uh, which I thought was...
1: That's really cool. Cool. Uh, I I also like that you um, you said that he had them all do covers. Yeah. Tony Hawk said, "All right, guys." That was per his request. Oh, was it really? Because he had creative direction over the soundtracks. Oh. And he was
0: an old like punkhead. So, from my understanding of things, is he was like they were like, "What if we did this?" And he was like, "Yeah." So like he was like, "Let's have." So that's how you end up with, like, Fall
1: up Boy covering, covering Gorilla Biscuits and, like, some really interesting stuff. That is really interesting. You know, I did not know that that uh, – I didn't know he had con- creative control over the soundtracks. See, I read Tony Hawk's autobiography in eighth grade for a book report. So did I. Not in eighth grade, but <laughs> – Well, I'm old. You're not. Yes. What I do remember is that his wife got really mad when he said that uh, – the the day that he landed the 900 was the greatest day of his life and that's why he's had four wives um damn poor anyway, Tony
0: Hawk. so tsol uh you said this band was basically like not th- th- they were not the
1: misfits essentially that's how you'd characterize yeah, them. yeah that's listening to it that was like i was like oh cool um, i love the misfits
0: uh, fair enough they definitely do this spooky gothy vibe what i'll say is uh, the thing that drew me to tsol is like when i was getting into punk and hardcore is i just kind of immediately went backwards and like started picking up books and, and and reading stuff about the early days and tsol was a band that like for a kid who was you know like i w- was a preteen, it was like wow like this band seems so weird and yeah, intense yeah. and strange and like aggressive and they're a band that kind of thrived on contradictions um they were I think, well-liked and also really fucking hated for, like, contradictory reasons. Um, Jack Grisham, the band's singer, uh, is a famous asshole. Um, In what way? Well, in the early days... Danzig's
1: an asshole?
0: Or, like... Well, I mean, where the Misfits sang about spooky stuff, like, Jack Grisham, like, actually dug up graves and stole corpses. Um oh. he was also regarded by many people in the punk scene as like a jockey football player type, which he was, but then he would like dress up in makeup and lipstick, and when someone would call him the F word, he'd beat the shit out of him. Okay. Okay. Um, he I think ran for mayor in the two thousands and lost. Um lost to Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he's the type of guy who would like No, he didn't uh wear you know, like really inflamm like wear women's clothing but was an aggressive jock type and their music kind of reflects all those contradictions in a weird way like the first song i ever heard probably the biggest TSOL song is cold blue from the first record dance with me Uh uh-huh and dance with me is like a pretty solid like orange county punk record i don't think that tsol has had a lasting influence because the band has splintered so many times the point where in the mid to late 80s where they had no original members and basically like these like four dudes bought out the tsol name and then made them a hair metal band um there's oh, there's a, there's a wow. lot of weird lore with them their modern music isn't very good but i think uh you know those first couple records are are really compelling even though the subject matter <laughs> uh especially of code blue which is literally about uh necrophilia uh is weird uh uh-huh. um and it's a maybe yeah, they're the type of band where
1: it's like yeah they are uh quote unquote problematic in literally sure. every sense of the sure. word so maybe like they're they're somewhere in between on um, the the misfits at, at one end and Gigi Allen at the other. They're not yeah yeah they're yeah. not so far along the line, but it's it, it's more than just uh, uh this guy has a weird book collection.
0: Yeah, and like that first record is like a little more punk, and I think Ron Emery, the guitar player's guitar playing on that record is pretty creative and similar to like a Dead Kennedys is bringing a lot of that kind of like surfy style, which I think you know permeate a lot of the early 80s hardcore stuff for sure especially um, in california
1: yeah they love to surf out
0: there yeah um, big fans of the water yeah. and the boards
1: i mean um, weezer's got that song about surfing yeah learn to surf by super one of my um, favorite early california punk bands weezer. yes weezer
0: um anyway This song comes from their second record, Beneath the Shadows, where they basically like stop being a punk, hardcore ish band and we're like, we're going to be goth guys. Yeah. We're going to like play synths and write these like new romantic songs. And that's exactly what they did. And Beneath the Shadows, I I do like as an album. However, it sounds super fucking 80s because it's 100% of products of its time. And especially when it's like, an early punk band immediately doing that pivot. like It's not like they had access to studios that could make this sound good. Right. But I think they, d- despite all their flaws and contradictions and issues, like TSO wrote some cool songs and this is maybe one of the best of them. And I think In the Hands of the
1: Alkaline Trio comes across super well. Yeah. There's so much in that story that you can see Matt Skiba, especially an established Matt Skiba of the Alkaline Trio Mm -hmm. really latching on to.
0: Totally. I mean, I said this to you in pre-pro, but I think when you look at some of their cover choices, this, a Cure Deep Cut, Later No Means No, there's a lot of like, oh, 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 guys, we love that band who like doesn't care what anybody thinks and just does what they want and like takes artistic chances and like that's so cool and I love them. And then people are like, oh, are you going to do that? Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 no we're going
1: to we're going we're gonna to be really, really comfortable in what we do and not really go off too far.
0: Yeah, we're going to we're going to like change eight degrees and people are going to be mad and people aren't mad because you change. People are mad because it was just bad. They're two different things. Do not conflate them. Um, so anyway, this song, I think it's a great cover. I think that guitar line is super good. It is. And it's it's really like what allows the song to be carried. And this feels like the type of song that could have been on Good Morning, quite genuinely. Yeah. A yeah, uh, yeah. tasteful little like keys and the bridge Those all that keys stuff are
1: so nice and i love the way that they just kind of sit quietly yes. throughout the song which and then is not true become, of the Well version uh-huh become very prominent in that bridge yeah um let's before we get too far into the song though let this soundtrack is pretty fucking badass yeah run, run us through so we we got taken back sunday covering suburban home by the descendants which like i sort of love the idea and it's also seen in fallout boy covering gorilla biscuits too where you take bands like this who are obviously honestly like at that point like f- so far removed from their punkness yeah to see them go back like even further uh uh-huh. to a band like the descendants where it's like taking back sunday like sure they reference lifetime a couple times but like uh-huh the descendants that's like you know so many generations back yeah See? and
0: i mean i think that's the thing is i kind of wanted to talk to you once we go through the soundtrack here like uh is i just wonder how much this actually had its intended effect of like we're gonna get young kids and old punk stuff because this is probably the most effective way like yeah. I think learning about a band or an artist or a song through a cover is if you like the cover, there's a good chance you might find something in the original. It's a very effective method, more than, say, like, you know, Dropkick Murphy's taking out Coxbar on tour.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, too, that, like, these these games had such a huge impact On literally every 12 year old Uh who was playing them from the beginning up and through this time. And that's a long stretch of time. Like, I remember Tony Hawk 2 very distinctly coming out. Uh And that soundtrack was absolutely like a gateway into bands like Mill and Colin and
0: Bad Religion. Yep. And, And like, I would say, obviously, like, Tony Hawk One has the iconic soundtrack because I like will always have like the first forty five seconds of like police truck and suicide machines and yep. Goldfinger just like mm-hmm. baked into my brain, but two through four when you would like hear more of the whole song, and I think in like three and four when you could like go through and select what songs you wanted to play like it it was giving you the control and kind of allowing you to shape your music taste along with it, especially because like I remember. I think it was probably 3 maybe later where you could be like I just want to listen to the punk songs. Oh And okay. then you would just get like the list of like and you would get some of the weirder stuff in there like I remember a Hot Water Music song being in one of them which like and it was like a weird song from the first record so it's like this is not the Hot Water Music that most people would want to hear right. but it's here right. in this game next to fucking Goldfinger. Yeah. You know like it, it I think there was a compelling thing there that and and they had a real great taste for hip-hop and classic hip-hop stuff too Yo, so that's important to know too. that gets yeah. kind of glossed over but i definitely remember like that's how i heard krs1 the yeah. first time and kind of started exploring some of that shit. i feel
1: like that's where i heard atmosphere th- for the first time i might yeah. be wrong it might just be that i lump atmosphere in with that like sage francis world but but
0: i mean I, they were on atmosphere i think was on epitaph at that time so like yeah i, I would be shocked if they weren't in that same bucket
1: yeah absolutely and and then i think when you're when we're at this juncture this is the last of the tony hawk games that i can remember coming out am i, am I there
0: were more after this but they were all the ones that failed like okay. i think american because i think it was like four tony hawk underground tony Hawk underground two yeah american wasteland and then after that it was like activision. downhill jam activision
1: and, like went away too, yeah i think right so
0: like Basically, this is, I think, considered, like, right as the series was starting to downturn. Yeah. Like, this is the last, like, I I think one people would consider in the classic era. Um, So, it kind of comes out at a weird point where it's like, yeah, the series is kind of not on its last legs. I'm sure the game did very well. But, like, I remember this was the only one where, like, they were selling the soundtrack as a CD, too. Oh, wow.
1: I mean, it, it is interesting to look at, like the earlier ones and having mixtures of kind of classic punk, Uh a little bit of underground hip hop, but like, you know, maybe 33% of that cut is, you know, current bands like Goldfinger and and Mill Colin. Um, But if you look at, at this soundtrack, it is absolutely like a who's who of like MTV, like radio, like, Pop punk and emo of that time seeing bands like thrice. Uh-huh. Run who, us through the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, let, d- read it off. Okay. So uh sense failed doing institutionalized by Suicidal Tendencies. Suicidal Tendencies. Hard song uh, to cover. Alkaline Trio doing wash away. Subject of today's up. Emmanuel. Do Weird. you remember a band called Manual? I know the name. I don't know if I've ever heard them. They did Search and Destroy by Iggy and the Stooges. Safe bet. Fallout Boy, Start Today. I love Fallout Boy. How much they love hardcore.
0: I mean, I think it's, to me, I think this is like the type of move where as much as people will shit on that band, like they have their bona fides. And I think some of them still do to this day. And doing Gorilla Biscuits, cool look.
1: Yo, it is a cool look. That's also from what I can tell, I think that's the most modern song of any of these cuz oh. Start Today is like 89. Yeah, it's late 80s. Um and most of these are early 80s mm. if or not late 70s. Thursday doing Ever Fallen in Love. That that's a Buzzcocks. good one. Uh from Autumn to Ashes. Remember that fucking band? Yeah. Uh Let's Have a War by Fear? Uh, yeah. Um you ever get into Fear?
0: i owned the record the first lp and again it's one of those things where it was like oh this is kind of interesting because i'm getting into punk and i know all this
1: notoriety but fear's not very good in my opinion yeah i do like their saturday night live performance that's all you need yeah um and let's see we got hot snakes doing time to escape by government issue that one's
0: particularly interesting because like thinking about hot snakes being in the same class as like from autumn to ashes and taking back sunday is like
1: yeah i'm wondering who's like championing hot snakes to be on this comp it's interesting though because when you think about it free of the context of what we know about
0: the rice froberg relationship hot snakes started in the late 90s like a lot of these bands yeah, it's really not that weird, but it just sounds weird because they were at least ten years older than everybody right, else. Right,
1: right. Cause uh, what?
0: And then picking what? government issue too is like a we're an old weird guy band.
1: I know. There's such an old weird guy band. What? Uh, what label were they on? Hot, hot snakes, snakes? They yeah
0: were on, i thought swami which was reese's label put stuff out and oh, it's, okay. it's since
1: been reissued by sub pop yeah but maybe I mean, I mean, that makes sense for them on sub pop because like drive like Jehu, who just being on a major yeah it, that's still like one of the strangest things to me that and a band it, like drive like Jehu who had a major label deal in the mid 90s yep, yep 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 um thrice doing two minor threat songs seeing with, red and screaming on a wall makes sense yeah For are short um don't really care for thrice but i remember those covers being serviceable i never really got into thrice either i uh, I think I the christianity
0: know, angle kind of pushed me out
1: i honestly i don't even remember that part of it i think that there was just something that felt too i heard them and i i they were one of those bands that i was kind of like this band's gonna be big well yeah and, and that was kind of it. That's i all just I remember
0: saw. The, i think the first song i heard of theirs was the stare at the sun or whatever
1: yeah and just being like oh this is kind of cool but it's doing that heavy with clean singing thing that yeah doesn't yeah. always work for me um saves the day doing sonic reducer eh. yeah yeah I, I i like the dead boys but eh. kind of not i don't know. yeah i don't care that much i like the soft boys more than i like the dead boys fair uh but i like hard girls more than i like the soft boys agreed um my chemical romance doing astro zombies perfect sense right also like that probably being even in the moment the
0: maybe not the biggest one but like retroactively like definitely the biggest band they got to do this
1: dude i i i mean we're today's the 22nd of november we're posting this uh uh, a, f- a few weeks from now. Um, but just to date ourselves. First of all, Kennedy was shot uh, on this day. Um, but the My Chemical Romance thing is still, like, news. hmm I can't
0: believe how big that is. I mean, I've said for years that, like, that's the reunion Riot Fest needs more than any other. Yeah. Because, like, if Riot Fest doesn't get them as a headliner, they've failed. It's yeah. over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because... So I saw Mike M touring the first LP and I have a lot of affection for the first LP. It's a mess. But like, I think even from the jump, like, you know, people forget that like, not only do they currently have Jared, the modern drummer of Alcline trio uh-huh. in the band who is in the reunion. So like very direct link to what we have chosen to talk about, but he was in hardcore bands. And lest we forget that Frank, the guitar player, uh, fucking was a touring guitarist of American nightmare. It's not like these dudes weren't around or like, didn't have their kind of fucking like finger on the pulse and interest in, in an underground world. But you know, they just took the fuck off. And like, I remember I had friends like when the second record came out, the uh three cheers with all the hits. Yeah. Um, I, Even me at the time who was too punk for most everything, like couldn't really deny the fact that there were st- great songs there and i remember i had friends who were like really stoked and i like went to see my cam a couple times with them like i think it was when they played like the uh uic pavilion and then on the black parade the Allstate. and Uh i was like i'm not super interested in this but holy fuck they're one of the only bands i can think of that can play to a stadium right from this ilk it's like
1: so crazy um yeah i um what tours did you see them on the first record did you see the? I saw them with, I think, Midtown and maybe Reggie and the full effect. I saw that them with Face tour? to Face.
0: Oh, okay. Because I like Face to Face a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, they were like one of the first punk records I ever bought. Yeah. So that's how I saw them.
1: Word. Um, and then Face to Face did a really good job of taking young bands on tour. Yeah. When they were like at their height totally midtown toured with them and that that was the first time i saw midtown yeah that's i mean that's that's super commendable yeah um not so much now but whatever um (laughs) do you like a like like 15th anniversary like reissue but they just played the record acoustic or yeah exactly like what are you doing um yeah weird band but anyway yeah like so
0: i kind of watched that band rise i have a very like solid memory of having the first lp and I was sitting in my bedroom and I was like online, you know, as one does. You go online. Oh, yeah. Uh, you dial up and you go online. I and I had online. MTV2 on in the background and they like were like, oh, we're going to debut a new Mike Chemical Romance song and video. And I was like, oh, this band's like on MTV2. And it was, I'm not okay, but it was the original version, like not the stylized like not the movie, movie version. Movie, yeah. It was like, just like a tour video thing. Uh huh. And I sat there and I watched it and the song ended. And I was like, oh, well, this band's going to be fucking huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then like literally a couple months later, it was just. I remember I made um I made a mix CD, on uh on my desktop computer, Uh and sandwiched in the middle of my like mostly like cool things that I found was I'm not okay, and a Sugar Cult song that I don't I don't remember. It's not like the big. It's not the big one. Stuck in America? It's not stuck in America. Not bouncing off the walls. It's not bouncing off the walls. It came a little bit later when this was just like, okay, you guys, like, start combing your hair this way now. It's going to be, like, in front of your eyes. I know what you're talking. Is it the,
0: let's get back, back, back to this, this? Yeah. That Holy song was pretty good.
1: Shit, that song. And those two songs, I put them back to back on this mix CD, and it was exclusively so I could just drive, and I would just play those songs over yeah. and over again by myself because I didn't want anybody to know how much I loved them. I mean, that was the thing is I think like if you were a, a
0: punk or hardcore kid of a certain ilk, like my chemical romance needed to be your shameful little secret. Yeah. But I think now you could admit like they wrote really good songs Unbelievable! and it's just like yeah. had the spectacle, a spectacle, had the stage show and also had a guy who could perform it. Yeah. He had no compunction about like, I'm going to be a front man. Yeah, definitely. I'm not a lead singer. I'm a front person. Yeah. And like, it makes perfect sense to me why they are at the level they are and you know what good on them
1: yo good on Um, them for sure
0: and i also think it'll be great because they are still young enough where like much like the have heart reunion shows i went to where it's like oh you're all 35 now yeah (laughs) you still got it it's not like oh you're jawbreaker love them but like Uh there is a little bit of like gotta get it in while you can (sighs) Like, uh, Adam can't really do the fills that fast anymore. And like, God bless. I I feel very lucky that I've gotten to see jawbreaker, but you know, I think they're, they got lucky in that things timed out the way they
1: did. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if, if they really like kind of waited until it wasn't going to be a thing that they could do pretty soon. Yeah. Um, And especially when
0: it's like your lead singer is like making Netflix shows and like has a successful career, like, I think no one expected it because it's like, why would he do it? Yeah, totally. Totally. So, I anyway.
1: Always <laughs> th- I will have a soft spot for him doing like, he did this, like the screaming parts on those Reggie and the full effects songs, Yeah, which was Hungry Bear. He was like dressed up in a bear suit doing those. And I was like, dude, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And Good I think to, to, to really just drive the point home
0: all the more, I think like him so openly, I remember they had like a, documentary dvd that came out after the three cheers before black parade uh uh-huh. he talks really frankly about like being depressed and like being an alcoholic and getting in recovery and getting better yeah and i think that was like a really cool thing to see him uh at a time when like that mid-2000s warped her culture i think not entirely obviously but like did have some of the you know pre black veil brides ronnie radke type shit yeah sure when that rock star behavior was kind of part and parcel of it they kind of pushed back against that and i think that's that's a good thing to see
1: yeah i feel like they've done they've done a lot to preserve themselves while also like just going for it Uh uh-huh trying to be fucking queen yeah like, yeah dude. and even Respect.
0: like get, getting thursday to open these shows it's like that's a direct nod back to where they came from and yeah you know that's yeah, say what you will about thursday but it's a cool look
1: jersey baby yeah anyway
0: um, we got to talk about the alkaline trio
1: we do um i just want to drop in that uh the Bled does house of suffering Ugh. yeah um yeah Covers are cool. They sure can be. Especially like updating songs that have a little bit of like diminish in the sonic values, mm-hmm. something that if your audience is 12, 13 years old, I guess people play video games. Yeah. I mean, David you should have seen this. David was playing uh, the PlayStation when yeah. I came over. He's got his little creative character. He's playing baseball. Yeah. Number twenty four. Ken Griffey baby. Um but yeah, like your audience here is in a in a in a certain age demographic and when they're hearing these songs that are just like at their core, like fucking amazing songs updated in a like you know a little bit of glossier way a little bit of a of a modernization Mm -hmm. some some crisper guitars they're gonna be like oh cool i should check this out you know hopefully go both directions with it yeah check out the alkaline trio and also check out tsol yeah
0: i mean i think that's that's the ultimate goal of what this was and i think like it's definitely a cool thing where like, I don't know if every cover works. I don't necessarily love every band being covered, every band doing a cover, but like it was pretty tight, you know, like uh I knew who Minor Threat was by then, but I don't know if a lot, you know, maybe other kids didn't. And that was a CD you could buy at Best Buy or Circuit City. Like if you were a suburban kid getting into this stuff, like they were covering stuff that you know maybe not tsol so much but like minor threat or yeah. bad brains or descendants like you you could go find
1: yeah and i i think too that like i you know i was i was lucky enough to grow up in a really musical household and your father was a tuba my my dad was a, a tuba my mother was a clarinet but you know when i was when i was like getting into music a lot of it was at the like you know encouragement of my dad mm-hmm. and I was like pigging shit with that stuff. But he did have this energy of like, you know, Oh, I'm really into Rancid. And he'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just ripping off the clash. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm 12 years old. I guess I should listen to the clash. And I'm like, I, uh, this doesn't really make sense to me No. yet. And you kind of, you need bands, like rancid who are there because they're going to make something that like pops like it should today and that can at a point become the entry but it's like it's like you can't push that shit too fast you can't nope. say like you gotta go backwards because old music sounds lame well it's yeah I mean I think
0: to, to really loop this around like another Orange County band that i had pushed on me at an early age with social distortion yeah who is like oh i'm getting into punk and they're like oh you're getting into punk listen to social distortion and you're like what why like uh i'm not a mechanic i'm fine <laughs> uh it's like oh I, I bought one social distortion cd and the next day had a pompadour and a wallet chain like jesus christ <laughs> um but anyway like Yeah, I think that's a great thing to do, but you've got to sometimes show the steps. Like, Rancid to the Clash, yes, but there's also, like, you really got to be like, you should probably listen to the specials. Yeah. And then maybe, like, Big Audio Dynamite, and then maybe get into Operation Ivy. Yeah. And then you can kind of maybe see the link through.
1: Totally. And I think that, like, you kind of need, like, you need, I think, affirmation from... At least I benefit a lot from it, like affirmation from the bands themselves. Totally. And covers do that really well. And then, you know, reading up about it and it's like, oh, yeah, Tim Armstrong surrounded by Clash records, like in his room or Midtown really likes this band Jawbreaker. Like that's it's it's all like kind of a gradual process. And I I think that getting in, getting in when you're young, getting them in when it's like, all right, I'm going to get you i'm gonna yeah. snag you and this was a really cool thing that uh that we have as a nice little document of of a time and the end of uh tony hawk era in, some, in certain respects so how many broken skateboards do you give this song i give it three out of five i'm gonna go four
0: yeah both both as a cover and both is what i think the quality of the original is
1: well, this was a lot of fun. Sure was. It was a lot of fun getting uh, getting in the weeds on Tony Hawk's America. I thought that American Wasteland was the one that was like, it's Tony versus Bam. See, I thought that uh, you might be right. It there might, might be, be Underground 2.
0: Maybe okay. I I have trouble remembering cuz I like played a lot of them. I thought it was Underground 2 where it gets like this weird like New Orleans like
1: fucking I don't know if theme. I ever actually played Underground 2. I was just I at some point I would really like a chance to just talk about Bam Margera a lot on the show. We can do that. It's it's just such a freaking
0: playground. Yeah, that accent. I don't know how that develops. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> It's a Westchester County accent mixed it's with like West- downers.
1: It's not Westchester like at all. My family's, I have family in Westchester. Nobody talks like that. Yeah, your They're uncle Don no, Vito. Nobody talks like that. I'd like to think they all do.
0: <laughs> I damn.
1: Um hey, this was a lot of fun, David. I'm Likewise. so glad that we do this podcast and we do it every week. Now um and we do it because we enjoy it we enjoy the chance to spend some time together and talk about this band that we love that we care about we care about too much sometimes but we're glad that you're enjoying it we encourage you to come back next week tell a friend we have a patreon patreon.com slash as you were and go pledge some money and help you participate in the show You can vote on the polls. We'll be talking about a poll song next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also got some other swag over there and some bonus audio content. Either way, we will be back next week. Same as always. We look forward to it. We'll see you then. Thanks, Bubba. Bye-bye.